Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast today. This is Taylor, and I'm here with Jessica and KJ, and we are going to do a deep dive into one of my favorite holiday movies, and I'm going to describe it a little bit, so hopefully some of you can guess it. So, Don't look at the title of the podcast, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you've by chance been able to- this point and not know what this episode is about okay it's a family stone it's the family stone (laughs) but please describe it to us okay so it's like i said it's one of my favorite holiday movies because it has so many good actors in it and it's so christmassy i love christmas so much and all holidays but it has a lot of really good people in it and i still haven't figured out that guy's real name in real life but he's the super dreamy guy from um my best friend's wedding he plays opposite Julia Roberts. And we have Sarah Jessica Parker. We have Diane Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Luke Wilson. And those are all, uh, and the, I always forget her. And KJ usually reminds me Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Danes. His name Wait, is who's the dreamy guy. What is his character? That's I'm why confused. I would not remember that name. <laughs> yeah, right? That's Everett. Everett is Dermot Mulroney. Oh, Everett. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And it, they have um, Dermot. that one guy from Parks and Rec who's the worst. Which one? That Brad Stevenson character. Oh, he's- Brad yes. Stevenson. Yeah, he's the worst. So, gosh, I love Brad not in this movie. He's not the worst in the Family Stone. He's just the worst in Parks and Rec. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, so this movie is awesome, and a lot of the time we've been doing a lot of attachment ones, like with Gilmore Girls. But this one's really cool because it's a family, which we can all relate to. We all have different dynamics with our families, and this one specifically is very interesting, at least to us, because it really deals with uh, pecking order or birth order. So we have people, we have characters with lots of different traits and roles in the family, and it's really fun to kind of dissect all of this. So if you haven't seen this movie, you should probably stop listening to this right now and watch it and then hop back on immediately to then listen to the psychoanalysis of it because it's so good. It's so so good. I watched it for the first time in preparation for recording this episode and I was like, how have I never seen this before? It's like that classic chaotic family Mm -hmm. Christmas movie with all the cozy clutter and just the, Mm -hmm. it's great. So let's first talk about maybe what we think the sibling order is in the family because it's not directly given to you but you can pretty much guess Mm -hmm. so we so Sybil and Kelly are the parents Mm -hmm. and then we Mm -hmm. thought it goes Everett oldest then Ben Susanna Thad and Amy as the youngest Mm -hmm. with maybe you could switch Thad Amy and no not not Amy. Not Amy. No Amy's youngest, <laughs> that's for sure. You could maybe switch Ben, Susanna, and Thad around. Yeah. I think that Ben is next to Everett. They just act like they're next to each other. Yeah, that's so. like a yeah, very like 
boy boy energy with different roles and a little bit of that competition and misunderstanding mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. for sure yeah, yeah. they are yeah. all just so and I do love this about movies is when they really lean into kind of stereotypical roles but when you watch it you're like actually that is what it actually is like That's in my pretty family real. you know <laughs> you're like okay turns out these stereotypes exist for a reason right so we have Everett who is our classic oldest he is a boy so he's classic yes. oldest boy but honestly oldest applies no matter the gender mm-hmm. you're generally going to have an oldest who is an overachiever mm-hmm. who is very controlling structured conscientious mm-hmm. i just thought like the controlling was very interesting because i'm like oh he's literally trying to control whether his mother dies or not by getting mm-hmm. married like he thinks yeah. he has that power and it's a little bit a part of his role in the family of having to be that oldest kind of like you make things happen you're the mm-hmm. one who's in charge of the family you know and so you're like yeah. I am in charge and I can do these things and not realizing that obviously that is something that was out of his control which yeah. was obviously a very beautiful moment with his mother when she mm-hmm. allowed yeah, him you, to do that you can like feel that from because the whole time she's like we have Diane Keaton's character Sybil here who's just trying to like tear away all this exterior Mm -hmm. tearing away like the type a tearing away the control she's like just mess up just go for it just feel something which is very interesting because I'm sure that as he grew up I assume she really did try to push that on him because that's very much her vibe so it's interesting to see how even with such a strong environmental influence of Sybil trying to like let him be free and discover he really settled in to that oldest controlling responsible it was like written within him right in his order Mm -hmm. yeah so interesting how Mm -hmm. that happens right it really does even when you have a loosey-goosey mother who's like Come on, guys. Let's all just be free and happy. Yeah. You know? Okay. So next we have Ben, who is let's be free and happy, right? So Ben acts as like the foil to Everett's character, right? Everything that Everett is, Ben is not. Mm -hmm. Which is why I would maybe argue that would Ben and Meredith last in real life? Oh, such an interesting question. Yeah. I don't know. I vote no. What do you Immediate no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because we, oh, I think we learned this in school, how most, for, they, it was presented to us in terms of marriages, like most first marriages are people who are similar or who are like opposite types, you know, mm-hmm. like a really like assertive with an amiable or an expressive with an analytical or something. And then they said that second marriages are typically with people who are more similar because after the first marriage didn't work out, they want people that are more similar to them. So they have to do less work and have less conflict. So it's, but it's interesting. It's kind of opposite here where like Everett and what's her name? Meredith. Meredith are very similar and then Meredith is stepping out of that dynamic into an opposites dynamic with Ben. So I think yeah, if Meredith true, kind of did mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that if Meredith did experience true internal change of a shift in priority then it could possibly work with Ben. But right. it is but kind of I would yeah, be like Yeah, it seemed like it was pretty pretty ingrained. strong in there. Yeah. You know I mean? Like she was pretty type a yeah know? yeah ben comments it. on it he he said i think it's when they're at the bar and he's like 
you have this side of you that like wants the to be free, flag. but you don't the yeah, free, let your free flag, flag but you fly. don't let it fly. And so maybe he can see that she does have this side of her that she's not letting out mm-hmm. because she wants to win over Everett, be the perfect put together girlfriend. Yeah. So maybe she and Ben are more similar than well, and Ben finds her like type A characteristics endearing. So I don't think it would be him that it would work out. It would definitely be on be her, her side where oh, she's like, wait, what about say. status? And what about being on top yeah. of it and having being accomplished? Right. I think as soon as she goes back to work, it's over. She mm-hmm. can't be like, okay, and this is my life over here. And then over here. Yeah. She would have to have a pretty significant realigning of her priorities. I mm-hmm. would think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, which maybe she does. Maybe. But in the movie, I do love no. them together. Whether or not they stay oh, yeah, together, great, I yeah. love that. It's so yeah. random and so, yes. yeah, it's just so funny. Anyway, so originally we were talking about Ben's <laughs> character where he gets in the family. This is how it's going to go, you know. So Ben is the foil to Everett. So everything that Everett is, Ben is not, presumably, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. And the idea is that the three middle children kind of take on different parts of the middle child role. And so I really think that Ben, part of being a middle child is, you know, kind of being overlooked, um, a little bit ignored, things like that, especially next to that oldest child overachiever, whatever. And so assuming that Ben was a little bit overlooked because Everett was such a high achiever because he wanted to be, then the idea would be that Ben maybe became a little bit rebellious as a way of garnering more attention. So you'll have like a middle child who's a little bit rebellious because that's how they can get parents' attention is mm-hmm. let's do something crazy. And you can definitely see that in Ben. He's kind of like the classic goof-off child, you know. Like he's just over there making jokes. But something else that's very middle child of him is that he doesn't really engage in the drama. Like there's a lot of times where you just like watch him <laughs> he's and just he just like, like sits there. He's just over he there. Watches. Yeah. He doesn't like engage at all. But then, you know, he does like the very classic middle child of like, I love when he gives her the coffee cup that is Sybil's. Oh my gosh, that was the worst. She's like, where's my mug? Yeah. (laughs) He's just like, I love, he's so happy with himself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I think that that's where Ben, he's middle child. He's he's trying to stay out of the drama because he just doesn't really care. But then, you know, he... He He's stoking the fire a little bit. Exactly. He knows when and how to get the attention that mm-hmm. he needs, mm-hmm. you know. So And him and Everett are really that like two oldest boys clashing energy, right? Oh, Where yeah, it's like when they're they, fighting they, under the table. They're literally fist yeah. fight. They cannot like come together on any sort of like common ground because they're so blinded by how they see the world. And so that's why the conflict just like continues to the point where they're like having a slap fight on the ground underneath the kitchen table. (laughs) You love the moment between Kelly and Ben when Mm -hmm. they like talk about Sybil being sick. Yeah. And it just, I think because sometimes the bleachers. Yeah. The stereotype is just that middle children are often overlooked. Yeah. And so for them to have this moment where like Ben feels seen by Kelly and like they, Mm -hmm just can bond over this like shared pain I thought mm-hmm. was really good like it wasn't a scene that they had to put in there no mm-hmm. but I thought it was I thought it was really good mm-hmm. agreed and then we have Susanna, Susanna. 
who yeah. is the classic middle child overlooked because she is perfect, causes no drama, nothing going on. Which I'm like, she she's, should be one know, of the most needy people. I mean, she has children, like the only yeah. children in the house. I know she's really. a pregnant lady. And she's you know? pregnant. Shouldn't yeah. she be more doted on a bit? She's without yeah. her husband. He's not even there. Yeah. Yeah, no, but she, she is. does her thing, huh? I was going to say, that's where it's like very, very classic middle child. She is so low maintenance that mm-hmm. she truly just can be overlooked very easily. And yeah. not necessarily in a bad way because mm-hmm. she's not engaging in all the drama like every other one of her siblings Yes, is. yes. And so it is positive. I would say like, I feel like I would get along with her well. I'd be like, oh, this, you're a pleasant person to be around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it is that very classic middle child of like okay i'm gonna help everyone just get along i'm not gonna rock the boat i'm gonna Mm -hmm. make everyone happy very people pleasing Mm -hmm. and then just do what i need to do and then move on with my life instead of Mm -hmm. you know like when we get to amy maybe being a little bit of a needy attention seeker you know yeah yeah so that's Susanna. i mean i am impressed with her being pregnant having a husband far away and having a child who is exposed to all sorts of family shenanigans. All sorts of things, right? Not being like, oh my gosh. I have a question about Susanna. When she goes in, when Sybil's like sad, laying down on the bed, she Mm. gets in bed with her and like touches her and Sybil turns to her and says, who else knows? Mm -hmm. That's about like her being sick again. Yeah. So it was just like, I was watching this movie a little distracted, but interesting that Susanna was like in tune enough mm-hmm. to kind of like she didn't she wasn't told yeah. by anyone else right she just kind of like no, she just picked up knew. on it yeah that's also very classic middle child a middle child is more likely to anticipate and fulfill the needs of other people it's a mm-hmm. middle child trait. and be and be an observer like really yes be yeah. the one to sit in the I feel like middle children typically notice more. They don't always communicate what they're noticing, but I do feel like they notice more things going on. Yeah, which is why you'll see them just like quietly going around doing all the making sure everyone is happy and fulfilling mm-hmm. everyone's needs. Maybe even like if you want to get to like the pathological side of it, it to the detriment of their own. But I mm-hmm. think with Susanna it just truly is like she's noticing, she's aware of everything that's going on. She's not engaging in the drama, but she knows what everyone is feeling and she does help when she needs to. And and she is her own person still, you know, whatever. But yeah. she does not rock the boat like her siblings do. Yeah. And it seems like Susanna's life is a lot bigger and more fulfilling and and complete in her own like immediate family, like yeah, probably with her like husband she, and with her yes. baby on the way. It's, it, I feel like that's probably another one of those reasons why she's not inserting, 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 inserting. Cause she's like, I just have to like get through this, how my family is. And then I can go and be with my partner, with my kids yeah. and live our life the way that we want to. Well, yeah. Know? And I think that she does just, she exudes that stability of like, mm-hmm. I am settled in my life. And so yeah. I can watch all this drama around me, but I don't need to engage because I, and not yeah, crumble, right? And not crumble mm-hmm. at the, at the fear that this family isn't operating, you know, at the highest right. level. Because I, you, you're right. You, she does have that security. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, this is my family. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> and that would be the middle child. Like I love them all, no matter what. You know, they're all great. <laughs> oh, Amy's just being Amy. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, Everett's just no. being Everett. Ben did that that uh yeah he's always you know whatever yeah yeah which brings us to Thad Mm -hmm. 
that is the next of our middle children, mm-hmm. right? And he does have, so you can tell, I, that's why I guess he's next to Amy because he has a tinge of youngest child and then a tinge of middle child. Mm-hmm. Definitely flies under the radar. Mm-hmm. He's he's in his settled relationship looking for a kid, you know, like mm-hmm. he's got that. And so he's not actively creating the drama. Mm-hmm. There is drama around him because he has a more intense life circumstances, right? Yeah, because him being deaf, right? And then mm-hmm. everybody having to, you know, communicate via sign language and everything, which just makes his mm-hmm. needs more upfront, right? Yes. Yeah. More obvious, which I do mm-hmm. love how they treat it of just like the family is just very aware of that and it just yeah. is part of the family. Part right? And of that's why flow. Yeah. That's why Meredith is so jarring because she does not get that she's and so not like, getting in the flow yeah, yeah. she is not there okay, those cool. are like those cool. cringe-worthy moments oh my gosh she has a she has a lot of those which are real real really rough, tough you know? really tough yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but i think he does a really good job of like the friendship role so that's a big middle child thing is they they have a lot of friendships they have friendships with their siblings they're just mm-hmm. very they're social people middle yeah, children very are. friendly in general. And so I think he also does a very good job of reading Everett. He's the one at the ring store who's like, are you doing this because of mom? And yeah, I love that Everett yeah. is open and he's like, yeah, I am, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so they do have that. He obviously has a great relationship with his partner. I don't mm-hmm. remember what his name is. Yeah. But yeah, they seem really connected, great, really in you know? tune. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that is great. I think he has a little bit of that, like, attention seeking youngest child just mm-hmm. in the in the way that he is but yeah. he's also just so peaceful mm-hmm. he's also one where i'm like i could get along with you i could yeah, not get along with, with amy. amy that is for oh sure my i cannot handle <laughs> in my real life i cannot and this is probably something you should not be able to handle either in my real <laughs> life i cannot handle people who are mean on purpose no no, I can't handle mean. that. And she is mean are on mean purpose for the sake lot. of being mean. Mean. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just, I don't like that. Mm-mm. So, yeah, she shows mean. up. She's disheveled. She's, yeah. she's put out. Why is she in my room? Right. Oh my All of those gosh. things. Yes. Oh it's so hard. Gosh. And will not just like let it be, you know, like yeah. she's apologized like 75 times. She's offered to sleep on the couch 75 she's times. She's clearly so awkward. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh my heavens. Just because you don't I like know. someone doesn't mean you can be actually mean to them. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the youngest child is generally fun loving, attention seeking, mm-hmm. um, uncomplicated, which I think is very true of Amy. You know you her think? attentions. No, she, yeah, you know exactly what her intentions are. Oh, that's she true. She goes by it. Like, she's uncomplicated. Yeah. She yeah, just is not a kind person. She's not cooperative, <laughs> right? She's yes, not exactly. being passionate. Yeah. 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 And then the other two words are self-centered and manipulative, which also, oh I believe, <laughs> just go right to Amy. So, so manipulative. Yeah. Yes. She's like, I will do everything I can to break this this relationship yes. up. What, congrats, you win, Amy. Scene, so. That scene in the kitchen when she, oh, oh my gosh, when Sarah Jessica Parker looks at her, you know, she's like clearly catching Amy's vibe. She goes, I don't care what you think of me. And Amy goes, like, oh, yes, you do. Of course you do. Yes. Like, oh, it was like a moment where I was like, damn. Like, I know. And she just like oh walks gosh. out. Meredith, that's, you just that's got when, served. Yeah. Yeah. That's when Meredith is like, I'm going 
to the hotel. See you yeah. later. That Not dealing with her anymore. <laughs> that manipulative piece where it was like, oh no, you know you do. And I know you do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I do. So yeah. Bad. I think Amy is so genuine in her love for her siblings Definitely. And she definitely is coming at it like she does not believe Meredith is the right person. And so she, I think if I were to like speak to her, yeah. she'd be like, I'm very, I feel very justified in being mean because it's for the greater good, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'd be like, but maybe just approach. Don't be it's mean. all in the approach, right? But her approach comes from her upbringing, from her order, yes. from how she would mm-hmm. always deal with things that she didn't like or things that she didn't feel were justified. She would probably mm-hmm. fight, 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 fight because it just didn't make sense to her. Yeah. Well, and you think about the youngest of five, yeah. like you have to like get a place at the table, you know, yeah, like you do. it's your parents have been parents for a long time now and they are yes. pretty much phoning in it at that point. Not literally, yeah. but you know, at some point it's like, okay, you have to be heard if you want yes. to be heard, yeah. you know? Yeah. And she wants to be heard. That mm-hmm. is for sure. Mm-hmm. But she is she is a joy to watch on the screen. I just oh, could not. So entertaining. Yes. So, so entertaining. Everything she does is just so catty. It's like amazing yeah. how she does yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the five of them. Very interesting dynamics. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in these really intense family situations of like yeah. mom dying, which is yeah. massive. Oh and they clearly are all so connected to their parents, which I uh-huh. do think is just like a really beautiful thing to see where it's like mm-hmm. none of the relationships are perfect yeah but they clearly are all close with all of their parents you know yeah I do I do really admire that relationship that Kelly has with his children too that was pretty that yeah. stood out to me through that because it wasn't just this like relationship of talk like oh yeah you were okay you're okay it was like he was very he was very physically connective with his children mm-hmm. his adult children you know he was yeah. like giving them kisses and giving them hugs and looking them in the eyes and it was like he didn't have to say much but that intention and that like dad love was very much like i oh, see yeah. you even in i see you're crazy but i also see you're like every all of you i can see all of yes. you yeah, all of it beneath and all yeah. that, you know. And I love when he, I think that he was the wisest about Everett's choice, right? When he's like talking about why Everett's choosing Meredith. And he basically is like, I'm afraid that Everett doesn't really know himself that well, you know. And I think that is like the wisest thing in the movie, which is, and that's a deeper fear that he has, which is so good it's so much better than I'm afraid he's going to marry this wrong person. He's like, no, I'm afraid that my child doesn't understand himself. And that's a bigger concern, which I think is a very wise parenting oh, thing. You know? So good. So good. Yeah. Because it really, it's yeah. kind of like, it's that, if you can see what I'm doing right now with my hands, it's like that <laughs> zoom in microscope of like, I don't like what they're doing. They're not making the right choice. Mm-hmm. And then we zoom out and it's like, oh, he might not understand himself and who he is. And mm-hmm. that is concerning. Right? right. It really is that yeah. like perspective shift as a parent. That's pretty inspiring. Yeah. And that's where you want to be doing the work. You don't, everyone is putting so much time and energy into ending the Meredith part of this instead of taking that step back like he was and being like, someone's got to help Everett figure out what he needs, you know? And I think the beautiful moment is when Sybil offers him the ring and gives him full acceptance and is like, if you think this is going to fix it, you can do this. I feel like when she finally accepts what he wants to do, that's when he then has the freedom and the 
space to figure it out for himself, you know? Yeah. Which is so interesting herself into some holes, but yeah, for sure. For sure. But that is, it's like the moment that she did give him her permission. It was almost like it switched because he was like fighting, 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 wanting it. And then she gave it to him and then he, and then he couldn't keep, he couldn't go through with it. Right. Cause he was like, Oh my gosh, I thought that this was my big hurdle to get the ring, to get the permission, Mm -hmm. but actually the hurdle is within myself, you know? Yes. Yeah. And this is what I really want. But there is so much like passive aggressive dancing right there where he keeps trying to talk to his mom about the ring and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like she's dancing, he's dancing and it's just like this cat and mouse game between them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, huh. It's just so great. It's also, it's just like a fun, well-written movie. Mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. a lot of dynamics over and over and over again, which is so fun. You got to love a Nancy Myers, you know, mm-hmm. truly. N- not even to mention just the set. I was about and to Nancy say, I was Myers waiting for you to bring up so the good. set. Oh, I that love oh. All of her houses are very similar. And because like, you know, and they just, I want them all. You know? Oh my gosh. And Wait, I think we talked about this. Oh, sorry. Right. What, what other like movies? Father of the Bride. Oh, Father of the Bride. I yeah, believe. man, Father of the Bride. That house just glowed. Do you remember? How it just like glowed, oh, yeah. golden light. I yeah. wish that movie yeah. oh, on the reg. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Let's good. look at Nancy Myers. We've got something's got to give. The intern complicated. You the hated holiday. something's got to give. <gasps> the holiday. You guys can listen oh. to our other mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. episode from last year analyzing the holiday the parent trap father of the bride just all these really good oh home again i do love the home and home again. oh yeah really good oh yeah so yeah and shutters she's beautiful. really into shutters <laughs> yes and like the white house the white Even house like parent house, the parent trap is kind of that yeah the yeah, contrast and, and shutters. the kitchen it's always yeah. centers around the kitchen Art it's so home. great yep. yeah um, and that's yeah. how it was in this movie there was like the block counter and, and none of them are like crazy updated. They're just like lived in clutter, cozy so homey. comfort. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And it, that's the thing is you watch and you're like, Oh, that's my house versus yeah. like watching and being like, Oh, that's that unattainable house at all. Never. Yeah. Like I would <laughs> never have that. Yeah. Or that I wouldn't even like feel like, but like you watch and you're like, Oh, this is a Thanksgiving Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, I'm at home. Everything is chaotic. There's barely room in the kitchen to cook, you know, like yeah. Meredith turns around and then gets run into and spills whatever oh my that gosh, stuff with is everywhere. Mushroom you know? frittata or something like that. Yes. Casserole. She Egg did casserole. not know he was allergic, which is kind of, an oh, man, you know? that was, yeah. 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 That was good right there. <laughs> So, yeah, it just is, it's great. It's well-written, well-acted. Mm-hmm. It is so painful sometimes. Just so painful. Sometimes it is like, okay, let's just, whenever it says like, just say what you want to say then. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want to curl up in a ball and not watch this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that But it is, is so great. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it is wonderful how everything, that's the joy of it is like everything gets worked out and things mm-hmm end up mm-hmm. okay which is the beauty of family relationships is that you want to keep going yeah. and working until you get there you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's so much hope yeah and I do I think one of my favorite themes in that because we have Meredith right who's just like this transplant into this family she has like no frame of reference no experience mm-hmm. or history with everybody and she's very abrasive but I think one of my favorite things was as soon as she like lets I mean she gets 
you know, wasted in a bar. But it's like as soon as she kind of like sheds her exterior and then she's just real. It's like I love how she like confronts Amy. She like invites her ex from high school over. And it was almost like as soon as she starts like branching out showing her real self, even if it's terribly messy, it was so endearing to everybody. Like even Amy was like, what the heck? Like, I don't know how to pin you down now. You're actually crazy, you know? Yeah. Like you're fighting back. I didn't Mm -hmm. expect that, you know? Yeah. 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 She gets a little respect. Yeah. For sure. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I and then we do it. have that really that family dynamic between Meredith and Meredith and Julie. 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 Yeah, Julie. Yeah, Julie. Which I thought was really interesting. Like pinning was both of them as sisters. Yes. So I'm assuming you have Meredith, the older sister, Julie, the younger sister, mm-hmm. which is why I think Julie would come. Because Julie yeah. kept just being like, Why am I here? Yeah, and, and first I was like, she, why did you, know, you come? Like, why yes. did you go? But yeah. us younger sisters tend to just like, I was going to say, things. if she was an older sister, she never would have come. She would have yeah, been like, you're like, on your own, sis. No, you know? figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as she got there and saw that there was no problem, she'd been like, okay, see ya. You know? Yeah. But yeah. being the younger sister, I think there is that, okay, I'm going to help her. I'm going to mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. her. I'm going to, you know. And so she yeah. sticks around. And then I she do does. actually appreciate. Around. Yeah, I appreciate Julie the most. Because mm-hmm. she does not make any dumb decisions. <laughs> because yeah. when he's like, I love you, stay, whatever. I think she's, she's like, the no, most I'm going to get on a bus, like, bro. And yeah, get the I'm, H out of here. Yeah, I'm leaving. Okay. But like, also, I am interested. So like, let's go on a date later. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. this is not the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right? literally, you broke Crazy. up with my sister an hour ago. So yeah. maybe let's mm-hmm. cool it for a minute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did actually love Claire Dane so much. So yeah. I'm glad she was in it. Yeah. So good. So good. Any other thoughts, guys? No, I just want to watch it again now that I've heard the analysis from you guys. I know. Oh, and I do love Kelly and Sybil together. I really, really, even though they are, I mean, they're very, they have a similar kind of like go with the flow, support you, love you, like dynamic, you know, but they're also very strong parents, like in their own ways. Yes. Yeah. They're definitely still parenting, mm-hmm. you know, even oh, though they yeah. are loosey goosey about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They that's it's on purpose. They are they are still moving and intervening and doing stuff, you know. So Yeah. And they yeah. do, they have each other's backs, which is really nice. Yeah. So I think if we don't have any more thoughts, that is our psychoanalysis of the family stone. If you got through this and haven't watched it, I think you're gonna at this point. Yeah. And let us know if you guys have any other movies, holiday or not, that you'd be interested in us analyzing. Because we really okay. love it. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Bryich from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.